Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Right, so we got the four of us together again for uh i guess this is our off-season start episode um and for everyone who sent stuff in it's mailbag episode so Ooh. we're actually really excited we got a lot of good questions thank you all who did send stuff in um sean and i tried to do one of these one time and we got a few questions it's still not good but this is like an abundance of them so um uh, we do have both 48 and shot callers here myself tim daniel my co-host mr sean Mackey. hello sir Hey, I like your shirt. Thank you. It's really awesome. Like yours. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed. You did. Yes. 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 Absolutely. It's the NBA one. No big deal, guys. No big deal. Oh, it's, okay. it's a little okay. official and everything. That yeah. is official. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, we have the host of Shot Collars, uh, my big brother, Ben Brown. What's good? What's good, man? I'm excited about this one. Mailbag yeah. should be fun, man. A lot of questions. Um, super excited to be back with you gentlemen uh, after this uh, NBA season has ended. So, uh, and hope about to start back up again because they're talking yeah. about starting. I know. I know. So, yeah, super excited. Super excited. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Ben, you know, you got to do it. Absolutely. My man, my brother, my ace, Buku, my number one, my role dog, Joshua Odellis. Pharrellis, Montellus, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? Oh, man. I'm actually, I think I'm sitting in my living room for the first time ever during the <laughs> because I am no longer in the bubble because it's been popped. So, yes. uh, yes. Until season starts, I guess I won't be in Orlando or wherever they decide to do that. Yeah. I so saw the. Uh, did, you, did you guys see what a. Uh, Anthony Davis was on Jimmy Kimmel and he's like, are you going to go back to Disney world? He's like, probably not for like three years. He's like, I'm thinking about boycotting when we play the Orlando magic for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like we said, this is our mailbag episode. Uh, we're going to go through, we're going to answer all, everything you guys sent to us. Um, yeah. I'll give you your credit for your, for your questions, of course. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and guys, let's just go and jump to it because we have a lot to get to. The first one comes from my pal, former guest of the show, Donnie Menke, and he asks, "Will you ever admit that the Lakers only have twelve championships?" Classic Celtics fan question. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so I did some research about this question, guys. First things first, I found okay. out the Golden State Warriors claim to have six NBA championships. Two of okay. those are in San Francisco. Should we get rid of those? It's the same state. Uh, the Sacramento Kings yeah. honored the great Oscar Robertson, have his jersey retired in the arena. It's a Cincinnati Royals jersey. Yes, it is. I'm not done. <laughs> the Utah Jazz honored Pistol Pete Maravich. He St. played Louis. in New Orleans. Or New Orleans, yeah. New Orleans, yeah. yep. And the Boston Celtics titles from 58 through 61, they only played against eight teams in the league. From 62 <laughs> through 66... <laughs> 
They only played against nine teams in the league. We only expanded to one team. So if you want to take away five of those Lakers championships because they were in Minneapolis, maybe you should take away the Celtics one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, because they played less than 10 teams. So is that fair? I love that answer. That is the best answer That's a great, came up with. Great answer. Yes. Great answer. I will say this, though. I think that, and this was a point that I, there was somebody on a podcast I was listening to the other day was talking about it. And I, I made this exact same point like a couple weeks ago. George Mikan's jersey is not retired in LA. They but just it's like, have, yeah, it's the his hotel. name is retired. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I know they have I a agree. statue of him in many. They have a statue of him in many, but like, it needs to be retired because who else is going to walk into LA and wear number 99? Yeah. Dennis Rodman quit playing. Ron Artest yeah. quit playing. Yeah. Like I, retire it. Yeah. I, I'm with you. All right. So Sean, <laughs> this is from our former co-host, Alex Derrickson. Oh, he wants to know after going eight and no in the bubble, what are your expectations for the future of the Phoenix suns? Well, Alex, I feel like, uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like the Phoenix Suns went into the bubble uh, with a chip on their shoulder with something to prove. And um, I don't expect that much from them, honestly. Um, I know they have the 10th pick in the draft this year. I'm not super excited about their core <laughs> in any degree, but Devin Booker is a stud. He's a stud. He's one of the, I think he's one of the most fun players in the league. Um, but besides that, you know, I think that, I, I, the whole the whole of them going eight no in the bubble was something that I think that it, I think it kind of pissed everybody off. It's like they went down there, they put on a show, and they didn't get anywhere really. I mean, it's like they they won every they did everything that they could do to advance, and they still couldn't advance. But you know, you look at their roster. I think DeAndre Ayton is still a, a, a good center. I think he's going to get better. Um, he's still young. But like looking at the rest of this roster, Kelly Oubre, fine, cool. Ricky Rubio, he's just a kind of a place setter at this point. Like I don't, I don't think he's long term there. And uh, you know, I think I think my my stock in Dario Saric has has kind of taken a drop. No way. Yeah, yeah. And I really did like Saric. Like I really <laughs> liked him the first couple of seasons. Um, but I, you know, I don't expect much from them this year. I think, uh, but you know, they got Monty coming in this year. Um, you know, I think it's it's going to be an interesting year. We'll see what happens with them. But I uh, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, Mister Derrickson. I sent you guys this the other day. And then I heard actually Bill Simmons talk about it on his podcast. And I was like, oh, I thought I had an original thought. Apparently I didn't. Um, this is a great Chris Paul team for me. I think the Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre for Chris Paul trade, I would do it. You know what? You sent that. Yeah, you sent that out the other day. And I was like, I, I think that's a that's a perfect fit for them uh, in the sense that one, Chris Paul is, is the ultimate veteran leader. Um, he's a guy that honestly, I don't think he gets enough credit for big shots that he hits and big shots he can take during, during down the stretch. So, um, you know, for him to go to that team and give Devin Booker another guy, right. To be able to That's hit my big whole shots point. down the stretch. Um, and on top of that, you know, I, I like Aiton. Um, and I think that having a Chris Paul would make a DeAndre Aiton's game better. 
that pick and roll. So I, yeah, pick and roll and all that stuff. I I I, I do like that. I think this ball would be a really good fit. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, so on- I I think he would be a great fit there, but like at the same time, I don't want to see Chris Paul waste one more year on a not a championship contender at this point. Yeah. Yeah, they're not definitely they're definitely not a championship contender if they make that happen, but they're definitely like it, oh, jump I, I agree. It elevates yeah, them completely. For sure. Completely. Yeah. Um, so Ben, talking about Fitz and former Suns, mm-hmm. this is from Zach Burns. Does okay. Steve Nash help or hurt the Nets? And this is a big no one knows. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, man. Um uh, I think it's that's a difficult that's a difficult but one he's in a difficult position. Um, one he hasn't coached, he hasn't had he hasn't had his own team. I like you know I don't know what system he runs. I don't know what he what he does. His defensive philosophies. I'm not you know just not sure about about all those things. Now I will say this. I mean you you give me Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to start my coaching career. I, I'm feeling pretty good about myself, right? Because uh, you got two guys there that are, are able to, of course, make plays and do things. And you know, Kevin Durant, you know, is is a once in a generation player. Um, so I think you've got some pieces there. Um, uh, you know, and I like Levert there. I hope Dinwiddie stays. I, I know he's trying to represent himself. He left Rock Nation. He's trying to represent himself to do different things, but. Uh, I like those guys there, um, and they've got some young core guys there too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think I think with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it's hard not to have success. I, you're giving them two All Stars, two two guys that that have championship pedigree. I mean, you know, most coaches take over teams with with no right guys on their roster. You're saying okay, you're going to take over a team, and you get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I think like Tyloo. Tyloo is going to be the anchor <laughs> you know I mean? to the Clippers. They're He's like, got hey, like... you're taking over David Blatt. You're like, you're taking over David David Blatt spot. You get LeBron. All right, cool. Now you're walking. You know, now you're walking into the Clippers like you just said, and you got you know PG Kawhi, Pat Bev, more. I mean, you got so many weapons. Like, I don't know how much it, longer they'll I mean, have Pat Bev because Kawhi's right, trying to right, get right. a better point guard already. Right. I'll let you. Yeah. But yeah, let's, but you know, but you're walking into something that's already kind of built. You know what I mean? So, I, I think he'll have success. Um, I, I don't. I think it's it would be hard for him to fail with two guys with that kind of championship pedigree. So yeah. I do think he'll have success. Yes, I agree. All right, Josh. This is from Boy Wonder twenty three fifteen. Okay, he wants to know, Josh. Can Giannis take the Bucks to the next level and win the finals? So I'm going to straight out say no. <laughs> oh, I agree. Uh, okay. Uh, but, but let me explain why. Um, I think this year was a perfect example, and I'm just going to take out all of the, the, the things that were thrown into the season, you know, the season being cut short because of the virus and the pandemic and then going to the bubble and, um, you know, all the other things that came up, you know, people opting out. When you look at the Lakers roster and how the Lakers were built, the Lakers had two guys, one at any given time that could take the game over or actually both at any given time that could take the game over. 
Um, and if you look at, you know, teams of the past, you know, we'll go with the Warriors. They had a bunch of guys that could take a game over at any given time and they bought into a system. You know, everybody sacrificed to, and bought into that system. When I look at that Bucks roster, I really think that they're talented and I really think they have a lot of good players, but I don't think that Giannis has the person that complements him to be able to take that next leap. So you look at somebody like a Chris Middleton who is getting paid $30 million this year to be his sidekick. He actually is making more money this year than Giannis is. And then next year he's slated to make like $33 million. I just don't know if that type of, if you get um, the result of, of what you're giving him in salary, if it pans out and what you get back and the, what transitions on the court itself. So either a Middleton has to make a jump and he has to be a bona fide superstar um, where he's playing Devin Booker like, or, you know, even I would even say somebody like um, who did I just see that they, they were talking about going to uh, Bradley Beal. Like I, think, I, I would that's even a like, big Chris Paul team too. Yeah. 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 Um, you're right. And that's another team where somebody said they, they would like to play with Chris Paul. So um, I think either A, until Middleton makes that jump or they make a move to give him someone that's that type of stature, he can't do it by himself. I still think that they have a really good nucleus of a team around him. Um, but I don't know if everybody plays their roles properly. So until either that roster is used different or it's constructed different around him, he needs somebody in the, in the crunch time that can make some buckets that can get him some, because we saw in the playoffs, man, when they, when they start pushing him outside and he's got to shoot, it's a whole different ball game than him just bullying his way to the basket and getting dunks all the time and getting fouled and shooting free throws. So um, I think that change has to be made or Middleton has to make that jump in order for Giannis to be able to make that leap to be that team. Um, I, I think another guy I know that's in free will be a free agent this year. I, I think he's going to be a free agent this year that may help them, uh, uh, like a Fred Van Vliet. That's a big one. He's probably uh, going to be the one. free agent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you if you get a guy like that, um, I I think that he's that. I think he could be a really good complimentary guy there. Well, I don't know if they'll have enough money to pay him, but well, um, Middleton, Middleton's contract would be really hard to move. So right, right. I think they're stuck with him, and you know they don't want to get rid of Giannis. So in right. order to get rid of Giannis, they'd have to get so much in return that they would basically be starting over at that point. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. So. Good answer. I like it. So uh, this one is from David Starnes. It's about the Jazz. Why are we even asking? Come on, David. Would you rather build around Mitchell or Gobert? Where would the other go? <laughs> David, Ooh. no one builds around centers anymore. I'm sorry. No, that's great set. Not a thing. Yep. And also, um, unless, <clears throat> unless his name's Shaquille. Unless right. his name is Shaquille. That's the rule. Or Kareem. The which rule. Kareem. We don't have or, one of those. Or Kareem. Yep, I would yeah, give you that. We don't have one of those. If it's a Shaquille um, or Kareem. So, this is no disrespect to Josh. I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he is spectacular. He made an all-star game team this year. Um, he you know, was in the running for rookie of the year. If Ben Simmons doesn't have the phantom rookie year, he is rookie of the year. Um, I would definitely build around Donovan Mitchell between the two, but I don't think either of these guys are like 
lead your team to the NBA championship kind of guys. Um, so if I was quote unquote build a round to cop out, I'd say neither. If I had to pick one of the two, I pick Mitchell. And where would Gobert go? It's wherever the wind would take him. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like I do think those two have to split up. Obviously, there was a lot, you know, during you know with Gobert, uh, you know, and the whole like touching the microphone things and Donovan Mitchell testing positive for COVID. Um, obviously, you know they're they, you know they both are pretty open. They were pissed off with each other, so one of them has to go. Um, if I have to, I mean, for a Gobert situation, I think if I had to pick like a team to put there, maybe like a Dallas Mavericks, put him next to Porzingis and Luca. Um, as far as like your rim protector, because Porzingis struggles defensively. We've all seen that. Um, also Porzingis mm-hmm. has a tendency to not play for a while with injuries. So, um, having a guy like Gobert there to kind of help with that would be huge for them to, uh, as far as protecting the rim. And obviously, I mean, that's probably, Going back to the first question that Josh had, I think the other answer to that is, well, I don't think Giannis is going to play for the rest of his whole career with the Bucks, And I think the Dallas Mavericks are a major, major prospect for Giannis Antetokounmpo. So um, I guess if I have to go back to the question, I build around neither, but gun to my head, have to pick one. I picked Donovan Mitchell. No disrespect. Yeah. Man, that, that, that doesn't hurt my feelings, Tim. I understand. Okay, I'm just making sure you know, like I that I do like him a lot, but really, I also only feel like there's like 12 guys in the NBA right now that could be best player on a finals team. I don't feel like there's a lot. Yeah, it's a small, it's a small circle for sure. Yeah, it is. All right, Sean. So, Rocky Mountain Brew Pod, Brewbod, Brewbod wants to know: other than Seattle to bring back the Sonics, what city do you want to start a new franchise and why? Which is interesting this week with this news that the Toronto Raptors could be playing in Louisville this year. Well, and we were right while you were gone. I was talking to Ben about this, and uh, I, I we were talking about Toronto. And I and I honestly I do think that Louisville is a primary location for an upcoming NBA team if they were to expand. I think we're many years off now. I think the pandemic has set the NBA back quite a bit this year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there's going to be an expansion teams probably for at least the next five years, but. Um, with this news that Toronto uh, may be testing waters in in Louisville, I do think Louisville is a good spot. I actually visited there um, last weekend, and just to see like the progress they've made from like the early two thousands to like now, like because I've talked mountains of shit about Louisville over the years, and <laughs> uh, and I I got back and I, I you know it's a lot nicer than it used to be. My wife went to school there; she lived there for a number of years, and. Uh, I, I really enjoy it, and they haven't had a team there um, in a very long time. It's been uh, it's been since I think the 1976 season when the ABA was there, when the Kentucky Colonels were there. Artis Gilmore. Um, Artis Gilmore played there uh, in uh, 1975. They won the ABA championship um, while they were there. So, um, and you know, I know there's a lot of um, you know people that are out there pushing for Louisville to get a team, especially I think it's Dan Easel who used to, to play for the Kentucky Colonels. So yeah. um, I think it's, I think it's definitely got a, uh, a good, uh, you know, stadium if they wanted to play at the Yum Center, you know, I think that would be a, a fantastic location for an NBA team to set up shop. So 
Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead be call me a little bit of a homer there, but I'm going to go ahead and say Louisville at this point, um, over Cincinnati, which I've been talking about them. I've been wanting them to get a team forever just for selfish reasons, but I think it's the, uh, the spot right now. And I, and the fact that Toronto possibly could be playing a season there is telling to me that they are in the market for a team. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just first mention the fact that the arena that the University of Louisville Cardinals plays in is the perfect setting. Perfect. For an NBA team, first and foremost. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure the blueprint was built in that for that reason, for them to be able to host, you know, larger scale college games, um, you know, host tournament games and then Mm -hmm. host NBA games. Uh, Where it sits, um, you know, with Kentucky already being a basketball state with UK and Louisville sitting right next to each other, I, I, I don't I don't know if there's anywhere else that they should go except for there. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying it strictly based off of the credentials of what they have already put in place for that to happen. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, and Cincinnati hurts itself, man. I mean, that uh, what is it? Heritage? What, Sorry. What is it? Heritage Center? Bank? Or, like. Oh, yeah. like, come on, man. You, oh, you, you can't, we, we, we you can't host. You can't have like, like you just kill yourself with not. No, man, you can't go to an arena, arena where your cola is RC. All right. Yeah. Like, you if you don't do have Coke or Pepsi and you're <laughs> right. only forcing diet rights and RC cola down people's throat. And country time lemonade. And, come, You lose all credibility. How cheap are you? Yes. Yes. I agree. Yes, for sure. Um, all right, Ben. So this is from staff Sergeant Burns underscore 15. What who do you guys think will build around LeBron and AD to repeat? I'm guessing what he's saying is what do who do the Lakers bring for reinforcements? Ooh, um, I said you a trade the other day that I, I I like a lot. Yeah, and I'd have to go back and look at it. What was that one? I I'm trying to think. It was um the Lakers getting Drew Holiday for Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Ooh, I like I, that too. I do like I do like that. Um, that'd be such a good fit. <laughs> that'd be stupid. God, that'd be Could such you a good the fit. The defense like, on that team, they kept. If yeah, they keep like, Dwight. Like if you, yeah, like you would. I mean, buckets would be so hard to come by. Um, I mean, I, I like that trade. Um, I, there's some other guys out there too. I, I think that that might be able to, like, and, and I know this sounds crazy. But I would I know that Drogic is from the Heat is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. I would love to see his fit. Oh, I didn't think about that. Ooh, oh like my that, gosh, man. dude! I like that. I mean, yeah, that's I a good one. Looking, I'm like, I'm like, if they were able to get him, like, like that would be just. I mean, I, I that that's a hard team to beat. You got him, and I mean, not only just defensively, but. He's just a sneaky good offensive player as well. So um, that would be the one I'd like to see. Yeah, I I didn't even think about that ever because there's a lot of talk right now that apparently Ty Lue is going to try to bring Rajon Rondo to um, the the other side of the hallway in the Staples Center. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which I would hate. I can't believe I'm going to say that. I would hate that. Um, Yeah. But – yeah, Goran Dragic, you know, the Drew Holiday one is also like, would New Orleans want to do that? Like, would Stan want to do that? Now they've made that trade. I doubt it. Right. Um, but that would be cool. And then um, the thing, too, is like uh, the Lakers. So the Lakers right now, really all they have, they have room to make money for the roster, depending on what the cap's going to be. 
but they're kind of going in right now with just a mid-level exception like most teams. So they've got about $10 million right now they can like throw after they sign their guys, whoever it is they yeah. keep between like the KCPs, the Dwight Howards, the Rajon Rondos, because I'm not going to list Anthony Davis there because I have no doubt in my mind Anthony Davis will be playing for the Lakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, there's like, you know, there's a bunch of options for sure. And they're going to do something splashy. It'll, it might be low key <laughs> splashy, but they will do something. Um, yep. To, to up the ante there in LA because, um, you know, once again, we're going in, I, I keep saying it, you know, we're getting another year older in LeBron's career. I mean, he just keeps amazing us every single year. Like he he's never like your ages. best Pinot Noir. Like, you know, yeah. it just like yeah, it ages. Just, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just steady, you know, and I, and I hope he continues to, to stay healthy and, and do what he's doing, you know, especially for the, you know, the, uh, the fans of the NBA right wow. now. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think they're going to do something. I like that Rue holiday trade though, but Gordon Drogic, that's, that's, I never thought about that's a good that's, one. That is good. That is I could really see him good. signing the mid-level to play for the Lakers. Well, like I, I can totally see that. I mean, why wouldn't you? I right. mean, he, I mean, I mean, that's just, that team is still built to win. LeBron is still, he's still the best player in the league. Anthony Davis is right there and you become a complimentary guy to those two. And then you still have, like you said, you still have Dwight there. Um, if you, you know, re-sign Rondo, if you don't re-sign Rondo, like you've got so many pieces there in place that you can mess with. And, and you also may give yourself some room if you're going to trade Kuzma. Yeah. So, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I just think that'd be a really good fit. I like that a hell of a lot more. And I like this idea of trading for Derrick Rose. Um, not that I think yeah. Rose wouldn't help the Lakers as far as like a ball handler and scorer. I just don't think like, you know, is right. he really I better than the, the group of point guards they have now? I'm not for certain. Right. Um, so, yeah. All right, Josh. So you're up again with um, ZDB23 wants to know, does RJ Barrett become a 40 to 46 minutes per game player with Tibbs in the Knicks? All right. So you know that we, we got to see – <laughs> and live and in person with um obviously being a Bulls fan. So yes. you know, I, I felt like he was a very rugged um coach. You know, he preached defense and um you know he had certain guys that fit his system. And then when he went to the Timberwolves, he tried to kind of do the same thing and he even brought some of his own guys to Minnesota to do that. Very good point. My concern is he's going to try to do the same thing in New York. He's already got Taj Gibson. Yeah. That's why I took the job. He's going to try to bring <laughs> some of his guys over to New York. Now, um, what pick does New York have in the draft? Are they like the eighth pick? That eighth pick. Right? That's one of the teams we're doing on our large bid this week is the Pistons and the Knicks. So they're the um, eighth pick. This is just me throwing this out there. I, 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 I like this idea. I don't know if it could work. Um, I know the Knicks roster is uh, it's not the greatest roster in the world, um, but I do think they have some guys that could contribute if they could build around Barrett. I would like to see the Knicks trade up and take LaMelo Ball. I think they want to trade up and get LaMelo Ball. Yeah. And, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like RJ Barrett can be the centerpiece of that team. Um 
you know, I thought he started coming on a little bit towards the end of the season last yeah, year. Yeah, post-All-Star break, he was really good. But my concern with him was his shooting was horrible. Um, I think he only shot like 40% from the field. Um, and I really hope that he worked on that. But again, he was kind of in that same situation that Zion was. Uh, I think he got hurt in preseason and he didn't play as much. And then like, it was kind of like that struggle to get him going. And then he finally started getting going and then the season got stopped. But I do think that um, going back to answer the question, if they do not get pieces in place, he will be a 40 to 46. (laughs) (laughs) There's no question. (laughs) I watched it with Jimmy Butler. Um, There's no doubt in my mind that he would do it with RJ Barrett. When this question popped up, I real quickly went to basketball reference. I looked at Jimmy Butler. I looked at Luol Deng when they were playing under Tibbs compared to when they weren't. And it was like, oh, God. Oh, no. No wonder Luol Deng like, died out very fast. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's no wonder. Yeah. He I was an all-star, right. though. <laughs> he was. He was. He made him an all- he made He made players into all-stars that weren't all-star really players. I mean, Noah, I don't think, was going to be an all-star without Tibbs. Hey, he won defensive player of the year. Yeah, under, <laughs> under Tibbs. Sure under Tibbs. He, he, there's, there were some players that he really dragged the best out of. I mean, I, I mean, it, like John Salmons was a good basketball player when he was playing for them. I'm like, what happened to him after he left Chicago? My, my all-time favorite Tibbs moment is actually when he was coaching the Wolves, and it was like Thursday night primetime TNT, like the doubleheader. They're playing the Sixers, and they're on the road in Philly, and the Wolves are up 30. Like, they're just kicking their ass. Like, Towns is having a crazy good game. Wiggins is playing really well. Uh, Jeff Teague has, like, got double-digit assists. And you just see – you can hear – Tibbs screaming at the second string as they're up 30 in this game in the fourth quarter of five minutes like oh damn it god you're about to ice 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 <laughs> like, like man you guys are up 100 right now relax like all right so, so this question was made for me obviously even though it doesn't have my name on it from from zach again it's um will the rockets ever win the title with james harden no no they won't <laughs> no. That's who are they going to be? Answer. Who are they going to be in the Western Conference? No one. Um, we've seen it a million times now. Where like, when he has like when he has a must-win playoff game, he doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even I know he had a block in the game seven game against OKC this 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 year in the first round, but the rest of that like game, he was not very good. Um, and. Chris Paul won him as MVP. So uh no. No. I yep. don't think I don't think he'll ever win with James Harden. I Who's tend it? to agree with that. Did they hire a coach yet? Oh. Um I don't, I don't think they have. I don't no, think they, they have. They have not they have not hired a coach at all yet. So no, they're they're coachless. Ah, uh, okay. So Sean Zach also asks Luca for MVP in twenty twenty one? I think it's a very good possibility. I did too. Um, Luca, here's the thing. There could have been a case this year that LeBron should have won MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, I think anybody would have been like, okay with that. I feel like the NBA is just bored of giving LeBron James MVPs at this point. I mean, it showed the year that they gave to Derrick Rose. Years. The one year they gave it to Derrick Rose, like LeBron, that was LeBron's <laughs> award, but they gave it to Derrick Rose. Not to say that Derrick Rose didn't lead his team to the best 
regular season that year. Absolutely did. I'm a Bulls fan. You know, a lot of people like to talk shit about there. You weren't there. You weren't watching it. Right. You didn't experience it like we didn't experience it. You just shut up. On a night to night basis. He was electric every night. He was, he was. And I, I can't stand when people bring that up. Like, Oh, he wasn't that good. He was good. But LeBron should have probably also won an award that year. And I feel like the league, sometimes they don't want to get complacent on, on giving people award after award after award. Um, this last year, we saw a, a second MVP from Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, who just completely fizzled in the playoffs. Absolutely fizzled. Um, Luca is an absolute stud. Like, he is – where would you rank him, guys, in, in terms of uh, a top NBA player right now? Top 10. I'd say he's a top 10 player. I'm, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I mean – you you see the stuff that he does he he's a big guard he can do anything he is already and he's only 21 years old and i mean he just had an absolutely crazy nba season uh they've got Kristaps porzingis there i i think i've never seen a team reload the way that the dallas mavericks did with luka Doncic. and um i think i think we're definitely going to be in for uh for another mvp like year uh this year he averaged 28 points a game 8.8 assists 9.4 rebounds and one steal each each game i mean and he shot uh 463 from the field so i mean it's incredible i don't think we're talking enough about luca yeah i was just about to say i looked it up on sportsbetting.com He's the he's the betting favorite right now to win it next he's year. He's the betting favorite. Okay. Yeah. I, so I would yeah I would say as long as he stays healthy, um, I think the hype is going to sway towards his way with uh, media members. Uh, I think the media is very uh, heavily swayed by him. I think they like him. I don't think they want to give even if Giannis averages forty. Well, if Giannis averages forty points a game, they'll probably give it to him. But I I just don't see them uh, giving him another award, especially. Especially, I, I think a lot of a lot of things influence people's MVPs, and seeing an MVP go out in the playoffs so early this last year, even if he has a good season next year, even on the same par as this year, and Luca has a similar season, I imagine they would give it to Luca. I think that. Oh yeah. Well, let me let me ask you, gentlemen, this before we go to the next question: Do you think, and maybe this is in all sports? that the criteria for that award should be changed and the playoffs should be included in that award. And that I definitely award thought this get... year it should have been. Yeah. I agree. And, and I'm not saying they don't get that. I'm not saying that it has to be like, if you don't make it to the finals, you're eliminated from winning the award because it's a regular season award, obviously. But I'm saying, do you change the criteria a little bit to make it to where um, the award has a little bit more, um, I don't know, a little bit more upside to it because it was hard for me when, when everybody was saying that LeBron should have won the MVP, it was really hard for me because Giannis just had a season where he had the highest player efficiency rating of all time for a season. And I'm not saying that that's the end all be all in it, but like that specific, I don't remember the exact number. It's only been like two players that's never won the MVP having that, that that's been the highest PER player for the season. And he obliterated like the all time record for highest PER in a season. And I didn't see how they weren't going to give it to him based off of that. 
And then copped with him playing defense, it was kind of a shoe in. Now, I thought Anthony Davis was a better defensive player this year. I did. I'm not sure why he didn't win the award. But like I said, I, I don't know how they're voting. I don't know what they're doing and how they're picking. So I don't know if the criteria needs to change because Sean's right. I would I would say that there's easily that LeBron should have two or three more MVP awards it, at the least. And yeah. it's not even close. And they were given to other people. Just like I always say that Jordan should have had two or three more MVP awards. And, absolutely. and uh, he, you know, they were yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I also think Wade should have got one of those LeBron MVPs that 9 one. That was Wade's year. Wade should have had that MVP. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, Kobe I, might I, be the most I, cheated MVP. I, I, I kind of yeah, right. yeah. maybe Derek Jeter <laughs> is the only other one in sports. Like Derek yeah. Jeter's one. I don't think he has but a I, MVP. No, he doesn't. I don't think so. Kobe, but I, I do agree with that. No, Josh. Derek I, Jeter. I really do. Oh, Jeter. I, yeah, I do agree with that though, because to me, like an MVP is made in the postseason. I mean. You can have, I mean, you've seen this. Like, you can have great, you can have great individual performances, and you can play well throughout the regular season. But isn't the ultimate goal of the team to make it and win a championship? That's why we. That's so why we have it, the, the finals MVP, though. You know, I mean, right, right. But I'm, I'm you know. talking about like playoff wise, though. Like, if you're looking at playoffs and you get knocked out in the first round, I'm like, like, I, 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 I mean, I get it. MVP. Yeah, and I, and I get it, but like it, to me, it's like it's just I don't know. I mean, I, I do agree. Giannis is one of the one of the you know one of the best players, and he and he is, and he probably per Josh, you know, per those rankings, he probably should have won MVP. I guess it maybe it's just a personal feeling when you get knocked out in the first round, like well, or second my, round. Yeah, like, but those votes were casted before the playoffs, so it's right. Like you don't you know. Right. I mean, it's like or, when Dirk. Dirk won and then lost to the Warriors that one year. Yeah, or yeah. just go back to what you used to do. Give it out like at the end of the regular season, announce who wins it, and have the like moment in a pregame of the playoffs where you hand them the trophy. Yeah. yeah. Settled. Yeah. You don't, you don't award, have this controversy. I, I think the award show is going to go, the, too. There was another question that was asked. What's that? Oh, yeah. There was another question that was asked to me. It was like, if you, if you were to start your team you had two players to pick from. It was Anthony Davis or Giannis. Which player would you start your team after? Even though Giannis won the MVP, I'd lean toward Anthony Davis. I think I would too in between those two, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis that, that, for sure. That tells you that tells you pretty much all you need to know right there. Like Giannis is great. Now, if Giannis was a 35 to 40% three-point shooter, could knock down a mid-range jump right. shot, and he shot 75% from the free throw line, this would be a whole different conversation. Yeah. I'm with you. I would agree with that. All right, Ben. So this one is actually pretty fitting for you. It's another Zach question. It's um, okay. who compliments Victor Oladipo to get the Pacers over the hump? Oh, Especially interesting gosh. considering there's a lot of talks that Victor Oladipo will not be playing for the Pacers next season. Yeah. Um, I, that's a tough one, man. I, I think that um, when you look at the Pacers roster, I, I really do – Love the steps that Sabonis has taken uh, in being an all-star. Miles um, Turner, to me, uh, he just – he's never, to me, quite came around the way he should have. Like, it, like he's a good player. He's a good complement player. He's a great defender. 
Um, but to me, Sabonis is 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 a guy that's really kind of turned the corner. Um, I I don't know, man. We we lost our first round draft pick because of uh, we got uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to to, to take us over the hump. So I do like Brogdon. Um, we you know you can't build around bigs. You got to find a guard. Um, I, I don't know who gets us over the hump. I I, I really honestly think that uh, it would have to be somebody. I mean, it had to be a big, big acquisition. Um, I, I like maybe a maybe like a, a a guy like a Brandon Ingram. Maybe that's exactly who um, like. I think he's a guy that that his offense would complement uh, what we do the best. Um, and I, I, you know, with him being like a stretch three, four, um, I, I, I think that he would probably complement what we do the best. Maybe, maybe Brandon Ingram. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, we're we're stocked full of guards. I know we're Justin Holiday's a free agent, but other than that, we're still stocked full of guards. And there's um, there's no way Brandon Ingram's gonna. There's no way that the Pelicans are gonna let him go at this point. Correct. So, but I agree with you. I think he would be the perfect compliment player to them because of his size, because of his scoring ability. He can play the three, four. Um, I I think, I think that's like the guy that you have, but even if the Pelicans were to let someone like that go, you'd have to get rid of Sabonis, which I wouldn't want to do at that point. Which I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't give up Sabonis. I would give up Miles Turner though. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can drive I mean, him to the airport. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say I'd go up there personally and go get that. Money. <laughs> 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 I would personally I would personally take a day off work and go get him and be like, yep, we'll drive we'll drive New Orleans, son, get in the car. You know what I mean? So, so we actually had the yeah, job. Man, I, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. I was gonna no, say, no, uh, you're good. You're good. So, Josh, we actually got this one in the chat I'll give to you from uh, Marty Donlin. Would DeMarcus Cousins be a good fit with the Dallas Mavericks? Mm. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see DeMarcus Cousins be DeMarcus Cousins ever again. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. I thought, I thought when he was with Golden State and the way they handled his injury, I mean, they really kind of like pampered him along to make sure he was fully healthy and they kind of like eased him in. And by the time they got to where they were in the playoffs, I was thinking, you know, he would have himself in basketball shape, ready to go. And then he had another injury and then he got healthy. And then right before, um, you know, he started playing with the Lakers, he had another major injury. I think that one right there might've been the icing on the cake to, to have him done. So I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see him being able to be a contributor in any, not the way he was, not the 20, not the 20 plus 10 guy that he was. Not, not, not a double, double guy. Uh, I don't yeah. see that guy anymore. I wish we did. Cause I, I thought that there were, there were nights where he was the, like literally the most dominant guy in the NBA. And when he was, when he was balling out of control and, and you know, those injuries, man, those big time injuries like that take a toll on you, man, tearing hamstrings and ACLs and, I mean, Achilles. Achilles, yeah. 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 That, that, that's a rough one right there. Which Especially is, on, a, on a big man. Which is funny to me. Because I was going to say the same thing, yeah. I'm really – a big dude, that's, those are tough. Not to change it, but uh, I can't wait till we can get back to this next season to talk about him. But I really want to see how that injury affects Kevin Durant moving forward. Same. Yeah. Same. 
I feel like he's the one, like, you know, you and I had this conversation once, Josh. I feel like Durant's like the Dominique Wilkins of that group. We're like, yeah, he's going to come back and he's going to be awesome still. But like, also yeah. there is like that worry of like, what if he does one step too bad? Cause like those workout videos are putting out right now. He looks pretty good, you know, but also it's was, an empty gym. Yeah. Playing yeah. You're right. Hey, Tim. It'd be yeah. scary. I'll say this. I'll say this though. Just, just, and I know that different injuries are different. Um, but just to, you know, see how Brianna Stewart yeah. came back from her Achilles injury. I mean, she looked amazing. Should it, She probably should have been the league MVP. Uh, and she was definitely the finals MVP. So I, I think with modern technology and the way people are getting treatments and million-dollar facilities and different, you know, different surgical procedures and different tactics, I, I think Durant will be okay. Are you calling her the lady KD? Is that is that where is that why? Oh, no, oh, no doubt yeah. about it. She's an assassin. She's such a monster. Yeah, man. yeah, she's a straight killer out here. I actually think the one thing that's gonna that's gonna help KD out is the fact that he got to sit out longer. Yeah, um, rehab. Yeah. So, yeah, my only thing is like I'm gonna be like upset about is like those first ten games he's gonna like underneath him, like he's shooting like. 41 percent people are like oh he's just not kevin durant anymore it's like it's been 10 games like you know poor zinga stuck a little bit to get his legs back underneath them so yeah remember, um, remember um remember the how the season started that year with clay thompson how he was just shooting horrible yeah and all of a sudden like in the middle of the season he just caught fire from there on out and that, that's kind of how i see it happening yeah i agree um mm-hmm. we just have a couple more questions but this one is one for all of us so we can um from my pal Travis Tubasing of the Wrestle Special. He has two questions. So be sure to check out the Wrestle Special if you're looking for something a little different in the wrestling podcast world. I love his shows. He actually gave me the idea for this mailbag. So um, what is one trade everyone make to help to help fix the 76ers? Now I found one that I really like. I don't necessarily know if it fixes the 76ers, but as a Bulls fan, I like it. It's okay. the Bulls send Otto Porter and Tomas Sadoransky to the Sixers. And in return, take on Tobias Con- Harris's awful contract. You know, that's fine. The 21, 21st pick in this year's draft and Matisse Tybel. Sign me up. I'm in. Mm. I mean, I, I does that does that help either team though? You think we get Matisse Tybel? Yes. <laughs> 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 so, hashtag silver lining. Um <laughs> And we get two first round picks, so we can mess up. So, sure, sure, those are always fun. Hey, you guys like pick number seven? All right, I'm just saying. We got four this year, Ben. We'll probably trade <laughs> down to seven, Ben. Just watch. Trade down to seven. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, well, this, this is the this only place where we know like where to draft that. Like, ah, home. <laughs> so, this just doesn't feel comfortable. I mean, I can read off more if you guys don't have any. I've got, I've got one that I would put up. Um, that I think would actually, um, it's not going to help Tobias Harris, um, but I think it would help, um, the 76ers, um, trading Tobias Harris out West to the Sacramento Kings for Buddy Heald. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Um, I think, I think they need a, a guy who Mm. can shoot, who can, can create his own shots. Um, Tobias Harris um, he was basically brought in for that championship contending team two years ago to kind of solidify that when they actually had shooters. Um, they had all those like really good shooters a couple years ago, like Marco Bellinelli was there and they just, they had a lot of dudes. 
Um, I think they need a shooter on the team. Um, I think they need to just get away Tobias Harris's deals uh, heavy. You throw in some draft picks. Um, I think Buddy Heald needs a change of scenery. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see Sacramento going a whole lot of places with um, Tobias Harris, but he is a veteran that could potentially help them a little bit. Um, you know, but um, I, that's that's who I would go after if I was I was Philly. Mm. Uh, I, Seth Curry. I. It's funny you said that, Tim, because I was going kind of that route. Um, I think Al Horford needs to go. Yeah. And I think that Philly needs to bring in some some smaller low key guys. But the one guy that I was going to say that wasn't Seth Curry was I, I was going to say they should make a trade for Van Fleet. And in that trade would probably be the means that they give up Ben Simmons and not Joel Embiid. And they go with Van Fleet and then probably get a guy like a Joe Harris um, to where they actually get some guys on the floor that have a role. And then um, I think the team would transition much better. The problem with Philly is, is they got a guy like Al Horford who can be the guy. And then they have Tobias Harris, who's a 20 point per game guy. And then they have, and B who wants to be the guy and then they have Simmons who they want to be the guy. And it just, it just, doesn't yeah. mesh, it just doesn't mesh well. It doesn't. So they need some role players over there um, to kind of take that role. And I, and I feel like when you got guys like Joe Harris that can shoot 45 plus percent from three point range and you got Van Fleet that can run the point and get the ball to the big man down low. Um, and like I said, you add some other pieces in there, maybe somebody to help you grab some rebounds here and there and a couple guys off the bench, get rid of those big contracts so maybe you get rid of Horford and Harris and and Simmons, and you almost start fresh and build around Embiid. Even though we mm. are about how Embiid acts like he wants to be the guy, but then he doesn't want to be the guy every night. Right. This is their. This I think I think they're going to do maybe one more season of this, and I think I think they'll give it one more try with another coach. But then again, they uh, could they with Doc. This year. Yeah, Doc's going to like hate they this. They already got a coach. Yeah, Doc's excited right. for it, but he's gonna hate it. Come like I know, the, I know, I know. March. We said, oh, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. No, as I say, like Doc is like Doc will be Doc's excited for this. I'm sure, but come March, you know he's gonna hate this. Yeah. The way so Rondo, not, not like, come to, on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not. I mean, I know we've thrown this guy's name around tonight, but and I don't even know if this is possible. Not looking at any numbers or anything like that, but. Would a would a guy like Chris Paul help that 76ers team? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean I think you put think... Chris Paul on that team, move I mean you're gonna have to move Tobias Harris. Yeah. Um, and you could probably move him and Al Horford, honestly. Like you could give yep. up both of those guys to get them. And yep. uh I would try to make it work. You could run, you could run Ben Simmons at, you know, uh, power forward or small forward. You could make him the three or four. Yep. Yeah. And just kind of go from there. I mean, um, and they have, uh, they have Covington as well. Is that correct? That's correct. He's with uh, Houston. He's with, oh man. See, like I'm already behind. Well, he's been moved quite a bit. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to think who is their, who's their starting shooting guard. Uh, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. I I get them. I get them confused. yeah. Yeah. So you got Josh still there. So, and he's kind of a two, three. So, um, you know, I, there's a little bit of flexibility there, but yeah, I think, I think Chris Paul, uh, uh, gets to another point, but I feel like Joel Embiid needs to come into this season and end the season on a mature level 
and actually be the guy that he's supposed to be. And I, I mean, I, we've been saying that for a while. I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. But, you know, if if there was somebody who was going to come in and hold him accountable, I think it would be Chris Ball. Yeah. So here right. are actually, I looked this up as we are talking, maanalysis.net has three potential Chris Paul to the 76ers trades. The first one is Chris Paul and Terrence Ferguson for Tobias Harris, Zaire Smith, Matisse Teibel, and a future first-round pick. I don't really like that one that much. Okay. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. The second one, Chris Paul for Al Horford, Zaire Smith, Matisse Tybel, and a first future first round pick or two. Seems like a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. And the last one is Chris Paul for Al Horford, Josh Richardson, Mike Scott, Zaire Smith, and future draft picks. So that's a the, lot. For that's, baseball. Like, these are all bad that, ideas. How yeah. Much, how much do they think Chris Paul is still worth? I know, like, I know he had a great year, but like, let's, you know. Also, he's what, 30, what? 30, four? he'll be 30, 36. 30, 36. I he's, mean, in, yeah. he's had many of injuries. It's not like LeBron at 36. Yeah. Like, and, and there's, and, and I've, I've, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. He breaks down a lot during the playoffs, like when you need him the most, <laughs> he too. Down. He's like a. <laughs> He is. He's like a old Chevy. It's happened so many times, and it's it's not his fault. It's not his fault, but he, down. he breaks down in the playoffs, and then and then you. Oh man, <laughs> they, that's you got, funny. If they make one of those trades, let's if they make one of those trades, would we would we be willing to say that Chris Paul was the most valuable asset in the history of the NBA? <laughs> well, the thing too is like if they did that, like. Doc and Chris Paul did not end the Clippers run on the best of terms. So it's I was like, going to say, yeah, I, I bet they, they didn't have the best of, of relationship to, to that. Yeah, it's so weird to think about. So our last question of this actually, once again, comes from Travis. And this is a good one, actually. I had to, li- I had to put this one out there because it made me laugh. It's if prime Michael Jordan is cloned and leads the Bulls to the finals against current LeBron and the current Lakers, who would Tim root for? That's, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, Travis, my friend, as much as I love LeBron James and he has been my, you know, been the most fun player I've got to watch for like the longest tenure time. Um, I got into the NBA because of the bulls, the bulls will always kill me at some point in my, in the year, they will always just crush my soul, but I can't let them go just like that as much as I want to, but talk to me after the draft, because if they take Denny Avija at four, um, I might not have bull stuff in my house anymore. So, Mm. You still have Cavs oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like, I feel like the Bulls are going to take Obi Toppin. Man, that was Josh, if that happens, I will be the happiest person on the planet. <laughs> like I'm like I'm 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 past them actually doing anything good for the franchise at this point. I just want to have fun. Yeah. So, you bring Obi <laughs> on there like I th- Let's let's just have fun. Let's just have fun. I took Killian Hayes to the Bulls, and Taylor took Obi Toppin to the Bulls. Okay. Um. So on mm. on, our, on that last, I like either of those. I'll take either of them. Yeah. Just I can't get excited about Denny Avija for being like this guy who shoots fifty eight percent from the free throw line, and everyone's like, no, but he's a ball handler and a playmaker. I'm like, he's playmakers from, can he's score. From, is Israel? Is that correct? Israel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have he's played say- pro since he was like fourteen. He's nineteen now, but like. 14 or four. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is he shooting yes. against chairs and like really like bad, like eight millimeter footage? We have <laughs> I don't think he's Yijian Lan. <laughs> I hope not. God, the Bulls draft Yijian Lan. 
Not a good start to Billy <laughs> G. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, <laughs> well, this was fun. It was cool that we got a bunch of questions. Um, so thank you all for submitting some to us. Uh, thank you all who were in the chat. I don't know. Do we have any chat questions in there real quick before I sign off here? Just to be nice to everybody. Make sure. I don't think we did besides the one I gave Josh about the Mavs. Hey, yeah. I know that I know we're talking NBA, Tim. You and I talk about this inside of text messages all the time. Russell Wilson is going to go down as the most underappreciated quarterback of all time. And he is by far the best deep ball thrower I've ever seen. Okay. Just want to throw it out there just because I'm I'm talking to you guys. And as I did that, he just threw like a 50-something yard touchdown pass. Oh it was like, I was right, like it was like right on the money with two defenders on the receiver. I was like, where did that come from? But now it makes sense. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, yeah, there weren't any other chat questions in there. Um, <laughs> thank you all for submitting some to us. This is a lot of fun. Um, we've got a couple episodes this week, so we've got to put up our ACC preview for at large bid that we recorded on Facebook live last week. And then uh, I think Tuesday night, I'm going to be live with my guy, Chris Connor from the bird rights. He is the, sure. he's our Pelicans correspondent, I guess you can say. Uh, me and him are going to be talking about the hiring of um, Stan Van Gundy and, you know, the Pelicans having that pick, who's a good fit for them at 14. And also, like, what do you expect from these young guys going forward? So that's going to be a fun one. And uh, thank you all again for the mailbag. Hope you guys like it. If you have more and you guys want us to do this again, we'll do it. So have a great night. Everyone enjoy their Sunday. <laughs>